Welcome to Don't Give Up on Testicular Cancer, where cancer survivors, caregivers, and others touched by cancer share their stories. The Max Mallory Foundation presents this podcast in honor and memory of Max Mallory, who died at age 22 from testicular cancer. I'm your host, Joyce Lofstrom, a young adult and adult cancer survivor, and Max's mom. This is Joyce, and with me today uh, is Connor O'Leary. And at age 22, Connor became the youngest person to win the Amazing Race, which is a cycling journey of over 23,000 miles in 22 cities in nine countries. And he did this race with his dad, David O'Connor. Uh, this happened three years after his testicular cancer diagnosis at age 19. And he's with me today to talk more about his story and his work with the Testicular Cancer Foundation. So, Connor, welcome. So, I'm really glad you could be with me. Thank you, Joyce. It's an honor to be here and excited to chat with you today. Great. So, just you know, tell us your story. I always like to start out that way and just share what happened with you and testicular cancer. Yeah. No. That that sounds great. Yeah. So, so my, I guess my. You know, backing up to to growing up, I was I was a, a big cyclist. I loved riding my bike, and spent a lot of my younger years racing all over the world. And I was 19. I was racing in Europe at the time, and I started to get some pain in my lower back. I was getting fatigued. Uh, I had some discomfort down there, and long story short, ended up flying back to the States, going to the doctor. And that's when, you know, the three words you never think you'll hear at 19 were uttered, uh, you have cancer. And right. it, it, it totally threw me for a, a tail loop. And obviously my parents, you know, um, you, you don't really realize uh, that you're, you're susceptible to this disease. And, you know, my parents were just as flabbergasted as I was. You know, I think people at any age, but especially when you're young, a teenager, an older teenager, but you don't know about testicular cancer. Most of the people I've talked with say the same thing, that just you never expect that to come out at age 19. So you're right. You don't. You don't. And, and you know, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it's just something that's really not talked about a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, you know, maybe... There was a, a brief comment in, in health class or in sex ed or, or something like that growing up, but nothing stuck with me or nothing, you know, kind of registered with me that, man, I, I should be keeping this on my radar. So it, it definitely was a big surprise. Um, and it just makes me think, you know, man, what if I had been doing, you know, testicular self exams? Uh, would I have caught this early and would I have then, you know, needed the additional chemotherapy, surgery, and, and had some of the, the side effects that were associated with, with, with uh, you know, uh, advanced stage disease. But that, that's just part of my story, I guess, right? I, I didn't catch it early. You know, thankfully, I didn't catch it later. Um, I, I uh, was stage 2B, and uh, I did four rounds of, of BEP and obviously had the orchiectomy. But man, Knock on wood, I, I'm healthy now and everything's great. And just love talking to other people in the testicular cancer community and uh, working on moving the needle in terms of education and awareness. That's great. And I know uh, we're going to get to your organization and everything that um, happens 
But I, I really want to go back to your cycling career because you're very humble, but I know you have accomplished really so much as a cyclist. And just talk a little bit more about some of the things that you've done and then how testicular cancer affected that achievement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, like I said, I I grew up racing bikes and, and had the opportunity to to race professionally, which was incredible. To, to travel the country and, and the entire world racing bikes was, was amazing. But a, a cancer diagnosis doesn't really meld very well with being a, a, a professional athlete and an endurance athlete. So when I was diagnosed, uh, I obviously took took a substantial amount of time off for, for treatment and then recovery. And, and I have to say, it was really tough getting back to the top of the sport. I, I developed blood clots in my lungs uh, during, during treatment, which was extremely scary and, and oh, yeah. sent me into intensive care for over two weeks. Um, oh, Connor, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Oh. It, it, and then I, you know, I had a, a blood clot that was kind of on the end of my port as well. And they were super concerned that, that that would break loose and potentially travel to my brain. So it was, it was a really scary few weeks of kind of touch and go, you know, I was one minute getting rushed to get to get brain scans to it was just uh yeah a, a whirlwind so i'm just thinking which way i want to go but i was going to ask what you what was your biggest challenge through all of your cancer treatment you know I, I think looking back you know obviously i think it's expected that you don't feel well right and i definitely didn't i mean i i've never felt more terrible in my entire life especially when you kind of add the the compounding of chemotherapy and then you throw blood clots into the mix. Um, but I think what for me was, was really difficult was it's, it's so taxing mentally. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a grind, you know, it, it's asking your question, asking the question, you know, is this, is this ever going to end? You know, when am I going to feel semi-normal? And uh, it's really tough to be patient uh, and kind of trust the process and, and uh, so for me, it was really just uh, a real, real test of my patience um, and kind of my mental fortitude, because I, I've never been used to, to being knocked down like that, you know, and, and just having no energy. And I've always been extremely active. And so it was definitely an adjustment for me to, to go from that lifestyle to, you know, getting out of breath, walking up the stairs. Right. I think you make a good point about being patient, uh, you know, with any disease, but especially cancer and everything that you went through and others go through with chemo and surgeries. It's very hard to be patient because you just want it to be over with. And uh, it's, it's it will be, but it's not always on the schedule you had in mind. So, right, right. Um, well, tell us, you know, I know, in my intro, I said that, you know, after three years you got back to this cycling and you and your dad did this great race and so forth. Um, tell us more about that. I mean, yeah. maybe was that part of your motivation to get up and get going? Knowing yeah, you, you know, it, it, it absolutely was, Joyce. Um, you know, I, I remember sitting in my hospital bed and just thinking, you never know what tomorrow holds. You know, it's it's kind of that cliche, but it's it's taking advantage of every opportunity. And I remember sitting there thinking, 
you know, when I feel better, when I am better, I, I want to do something. I want to see something. I want to really live life to the fullest. Um, and that was, that was definitely what prompted me to apply for the amazing race and, and, you know, knock on wood, we got really lucky and, and got to participate in that. But yeah, I, I attribute, you know, my cancer experience to, to kind of, uh, kickstarting us and, and, making that a reality. Um, you know, my, my dad is a cancer survivor as well. He had prostate cancer a few years prior to me. And I think the story of, you know, two cancer survivors really helped, uh, helped sell ourselves to, to participate on the amazing race. And it, it was an absolutely incredible experience, you know, uh, traveling the world with my dad, participating in all different types of challenges. And, um, it was just, incredible i mean like you said in the intro uh we saw some incredible countries we we uh, we had a blast how long did it take to to do all that yeah so the the total filming of it was about 21 days um oh my okay so it's quick i mean you are you're literally in a country for a day and then you're on to the next country so it's by the end you are just absolutely exhausted it was so much harder than I anticipated. Um, you know, I, I never had any interest in, in being on a TV show or, or, you know, uh, you know, being filmed, but, uh, the opportunity for a free trip around the world and, you know, the chance to win a million dollars was, was pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, I would say so we, yeah, we, we had a, a blast and, like I said, it was extremely tough, both physically and mentally. I mean, it's, uh, it was quite the experience. So why don't we just segue down to what you're doing with the Testicular Cancer Foundation, where you um, are now part of the team there as the chief mission officer. I know that group helped you when you were going through cancer. Talk a little bit about the foundation, what you do, and how it helped you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've been with the Testicular Cancer Foundation now for almost seven years, which is scary. Uh, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, it is. I know. It it does. It flies. But uh, it, it's an incredible organization. I, I connected with the founder, Matt Fursler, um, back in, in 2014. And, and it was actually after my cancer journey. But, um, you know, we immediately hit it off. We connected and he said, Hey, c come join us at the testicular cancer foundation. And to be completely honest with you, I had no interest in, in the nonprofit world or, or working with a nonprofit. Um, but I, I kind of, I, I met with him anyways and kind of took a look at what the organization did and, and does and the impact it made. And I was sold. Um, it, it's really neat to see uh, the good that, that the Testicular Cancer Foundation does, you know, not only for, you know, the, the, the cancer community and the, the testicular cancer uh, community, but just in general spreading education and awareness, which, you know, our, our primary mission is education, awareness and support. And so those are kind of the three pillars that we focus on. And uh we feel like, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working hard to move the needle uh, with, with the addition of other, you know, cancer groups around the country. 
So I know you have a, a summit, a meeting coming up in the fall. Tell our listeners about that. Are, are you back in person or is it virtual or what yes. would it be like? Yes, it, it will be in person. So it's it's called the, test, the TCF Summit. And it is basically a weekend comprised of, of education, awareness, support, community. Uh, we had the event last year as well. Uh, last year, it was in April. This year, we moved it to October, just kind of based on what we forecasted COVID doing, uh, you know, with that uptick earlier in the year, we right. thought we better push it out a little bit. But what what we found is is guys in the in the testicular cancer community and, and caregivers, uh, there's there's been a need, at least in our perspective, uh, for some some one on one interaction. Uh, I think Zoom is great. I think this virtual world is incredible and and it's amazing what we're able to do with some of these tools, but there's very little that, that can, uh, you know, mimic real one-on-one -on -one personal connections. And I think that's been missing. Um, and so we're, we're excited. I think we'll have a great turnout. It's, it's open to anybody and everybody, you know, um, advocates, caregivers, survivors, patients. Last year, I think we had, uh, and, and again, last year we had to cap it, but um, I think we had 40, 40 survivors and a few patients. And this year, you know, would really love to see us double that. And I think that's possible. Um, but it's it's a great weekend for for people to just interact, to to meet somebody else. I mean, uh, I, I wish I had that when I was diagnosed. I wish I had some one-on-one -on -one interaction with somebody that could say, hey, I've been through this. I understand it. I get it. And I'm here for you. And so right. that I think those connections are extremely valuable. I agree with you 100%. I know Max had a Immerman angel and he was sick and that kind of connection really helped him. Um, but where, tell us where your meeting will be and the dates. Yes, absolutely. So it will be in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Four Seasons Resort there. Um, it's, it's a little bit off the strip. It's, it's quiet. It's clean. The accommodations are great. And the dates are October 28th through the 30th. So, uh, it's, it's a Friday to a Sunday. And like I said, it's, it's more than anything. It's a great time to meet other people who can understand what you've been through and, and, uh, just, just a really, really incredible support system and, and network of guys and caregivers. Sounds good. I think it would be a really valuable um, event for any survivor or, as you said, some of the patients. So, um, well, I know too from all the things you've been doing in your life, and you uh, got involved with the Testicular Cancer Foundation, but you also are an entrepreneur. And I know you have a backpack that you invented and some other things. Talk about that. I, I looked at that backpack. It was pretty cool. So. Well, Joyce, give me, give me your address after this call and I'll, I'll get you one. Oh, so. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh. I, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. And yeah, it, it again, uh, I, I, I think I can attribute a lot of what I'm doing now and have done and, and really taking it back to to my cancer experience. I mean, that was another one of my bucket list items was to, cr to create something. I, I love building and, and creating. And uh, I had this idea of a backpack I wanted. And, and after cancer, I thought, man, life is short. I, 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 yeah. Maybe I went too fast out of the gates, but I just started doing everything and anything. And 
that backpack was one of those things and really cool to see it be successful and we're still selling bags and um just uh, just a a fun way to be creative and and again it's something that i i was like man i'd love to have a bag that does this and i can't find one so i'm going to i'm going to fly over to vietnam and find a factory to make it for me um which was which was a really neat experience in itself but uh yeah i i love uh, kind of that entrepreneurial spirit and creating and building and um it's just uh something i'm really passionate about so do you find your backpack? Is it at the O'Leary Theory? Is that where the that it's, website? Because it's not. There's a. I do. Yes. Um, it's actually uh, uh, the website is called Wanaka Outdoors. W a n a k a outdoors dot com. Uh, okay. And that and that was inspired from uh, a trip I took to New Zealand, where I, I went to this town in New Zealand and was just mesmerized by the beauty and and. It kind of stood for everything I loved. And so that's that's how the name came about. Very cool. So do you want to talk about the O'Leary theory? Is that um, yeah, active I, I think, or the website? It, yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, again, kind of another side project, but just somewhere where uh, more than anything, I think that's become a platform for, for speaking opportunities and really sharing my story. Um, which, which I love to do. I mean, I, I love opportunities like this choice to, you know, share a little bit about my story, but also uh, some of the experiences I've had and, and kind of the work I'm currently doing. Um, and so I think the O'Leary theory was just, was just another outlet uh, for me to kind of get my message across. And, and uh, so that's, that's really what, what that brand and, and what that website stands for. You know, I think you, you you are a very good example of what um well what cancer can do but i think also when you kind of reach inside and, and like you said i wanted this certain kind of backpack i couldn't find one so you know i'm going to make one and you knew how to do that and had the, had the ability to go find a manufacturer and i i think there's so much of that in so many of us that you know you think you can't do something or you shouldn't but you really you know if if we follow your example. I mean, you can if you just put your mind to it sometimes. And it's a lot of work, but it doesn't mean it won't work or succeed. So I think it's pretty, I think it's interesting, but it's motivating for a hope, you know, hopefully a lot of people listening. So. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I think you're, you're right. Uh, I think it's just a matter of taking action. Uh, I mean, I think we all have 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 the ability to to do these things and and accomplish what we want to is just simply taking the steps to do that and for me I feel like cancer helped me realize that uh, and, and not to harp on that but I, I genuinely feel like that I feel like that experience kind of gave me the the kick in the butt I needed and, and really provided the mindset of man if I can overcome this I can do anything. Right. Uh, I just need to stick with it and put my mind to it. And uh, so I, I, I again, I, I attribute my my experience. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I definitely wouldn't want to go through cancer again. <laughs> uh, and I don't think there's anybody that would. But uh, I, I very rarely meet somebody that say that says, uh, you know, I, I didn't learn. I didn't grow from that experience. Uh, you're forced to, um, 
and uh, I, the connections I've made, the other survivors I've been able to meet, I feel extremely blessed. There's, there's such a great community out there. I mean, the Max Mallory Foundation, uh, you know, Craycraft, TCS, TCF, we all right, have right. So, so many incredible uh, people that just want to make a difference in the, in the TC space. And it's really neat to see that being done. Uh, I think men's health is so far behind women's health. And so it's just a breath of fresh air to see these, these people that are passionate that want to make a difference and, and really are making a difference. So um, amazing to see what you guys are doing and, and these other groups out there, but I'm just grateful that I can be kind of a small part of that, that, uh, that, that journey. You know, well, thank you. And I think that you, you hit upon something that we're all trying to do, which is raise awareness and make a difference. So what message do you have for young men or any man that might be listening that might think he has testicular cancer or is going through treatment? Anything you want to say yeah. to them? Yeah, I would love to take a moment and do that. I, I think if, you know, you're that young man that's listening to this that um, hasn't had to deal with cancer, um, I, I would say, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, and it's, it's extremely important to stay diligent and really be an advocate for your own health and perform that testicular self-exam. If you think there's something off or you feel something different, go to the doctor. Uh, the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to say, you know, uh, man, it wasn't testicular cancer, no, nothing to worry about. Um, and it's just, uh, it's vital to catch it early. And so, uh, I can tell you. I, I thought same thing. I thought, well, that's never going to happen to me. You know, I don't need to do any of that. And sure enough, you know, it did. And it happens to a lot of us. Um, so, you know, if, if you're out there listening to this, just be an advocate for your own health, you know, take the, the measures and do a simple self-exam, you know, get a yearly physical, just do the simple things that, that are really important for your health. Um, and if you're out there and you've been diagnosed, um, or you're going through treatment, know that there are so many guys out there that, that want to be that support system for you, um, that they want to help you through that journey. They're here for you, and, and, and they're willing to answer a text, a call, an email. Um, but I mean it. I mean, obviously, within our organization, we've got an incredible network of guys that um, uh, would love to be that support system, but there's so many guys out there, like you said, Immerman Angels, um, there's a host of groups out there, Facebook groups, you know, uh, right. uh, Reddit sub forums, but, but don't do this alone. Uh, you need a support system. You need caregivers out there that, that, are, that love you, that, that will give you the care you need. And, um, the other thing I would mention is that if, if, if you are going through it or, uh, you know, you, you're, you're done with your treatment, um, you know, join our, our weekly Zoom call. We do a, a Zoom call every Thursday for survivors, patients. Um, that's really neat. It's 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 very laid back, but it's just a great space for guys to uh, talk about what's going on in their life, in their world, you know, with their cancer diagnosis or journey. And I think guys find a lot of answers that they didn't even know they were necessarily necessarily looking for on those weekly calls. So that's another great resource that that's available. 
So they would find that, what, on your website, Testicular Cancer Foundation? Correct. Yep. Or, or our, um, or our Facebook or, or Instagram, all of our social media. Yeah. We do calls okay. every Thursday at 7 PM central time. Um, and it's, like I said, very relaxed, you know, you can hop on, ask some questions. Um, but it's, there's, there's no pressure and, um, it's, it's, it's a really, really neat group of guys. So, um, great resource. Yeah, it is. That's, I'm glad you shared that. So what's next for you, Connor? What's, what's, yeah. Ahead. So, so we're doing, you know, actually uh, kind of just looking in the short term, Joyce, we have uh, a testicular cancer awareness month kickoff in Nashville um, oh, where, okay. where survivors, patients, whoever um, we're doing kind of a, a little meeting and, and a get together more like a testicular cancer meetup. So if there's anybody in around the Nashville area or they want to fly in, um, feel free to reach out to me. I can get you the details and specifics, but um, we're, we're excited about that and excited for, uh, you know, Testicular Cancer Awareness Month and, and really making an impact and uh, ensuring that, that the message is, is heard during the month of April. Right. That's great. That sounds like a fun uh, get together. So it should um, be neat. So my last question is what song, Connor, when you hear it is one that you just have to sing along to? Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great question, Joyce. Thinking off the top of my head, the first song, to be honest, that came into my head was the, the We Will Rock You song. We will, oh. we will rock you. And I don't know that's why. That's a great one. Yeah, I, I like oh, that. Yeah, Awesome song. So that's definitely, uh, that's definitely one that I think of. Okay, that's good. I always turn to the Beatles. but Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. That Beatles, so, you can't go wrong with the Beatles. No, I agree. Well, I really appreciate uh, that we could talk and connect. And thanks for all you're doing for testicular cancer and for being on the podcast with me. Absolutely, Joyce. It was an honor. And uh, I, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And, and especially love to see everything that the Max Mallory Foundation is pushing out. And these podcasts are incredible and, and just uh, just really need to see all the work you guys are putting in, in and the difference you're making in the testicular cancer space as well. Well, thanks. I appreciate that too. So thank you. Thank you for joining me today on Don't Give Up on Testicular Cancer from the Max Mallory Foundation. Go to maxmalloryfoundation.com to learn more about testicular cancer, to donate, and send your suggestions for guests on the podcast. And join me next time for Don't Give Up on Testicular Cancer.